Welcome to Star Cares, a weekly program that delves into the issues that impact you and your family. This program is a public affairs feature of this radio station. Now here's your host, Michael Leach. Screen time has become part of the fabric of our everyday lives for most of us. And many do not realize just how much time we spend dedicating to phones and screens, computers and pad screens and watch screens and TV screens. Let's talk about it. My guest today is Adam Hulse, and he is focused on the family's director of culture and media. Adam, thank you for joining me today and welcome to the show. I am glad to be on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So it's being reported that the average time that people in the U.S. look at screens each day is seven hours and four minutes. So it seems like we need to detox from screens. What do you say about that? Yeah, you know, screens have just sort of snuck in at the margins. And I think obviously the huge tipping point was the emergence of of smartphones. And we hit 50% smartphone ownership in 2012. And it's just gone up from there. I know for me and for lots of people, we use our smartphones as an alarm clock. And so it literally is the very first thing we do in the morning as we're reaching for our phone. And it feels a little bit like Lord of the Rings, you know, the the (laughs) ring of power has a mind of its own. It feels like they have a mind of their own because every single thing we do online, whether it's Internet search, whether it is on Facebook or Instagram, all of them are connected to this thing that we call the algorithm, which is just a fancy word for a program that pays attention to what you're interested in and tries to send you more of what you are interested in. And if we're not disciplined, if we're not, you know, using this tool intentionally, it will eat up tons and tons of time. And that's how I think we get to that average of seven hours and four minutes a day. And there are different studies for different age groups, but all of them are pretty consistently in that six to eight hours a day of screen time usage. If we're not being intentional, it just becomes this thing that can eat up a tremendous amount of our life. Not all of that's going to be bad necessarily, but I also think that if we get to the end of the day and we spent six hours on our screens, that was just sort of garbage time. It wasn't intentional. I think most of us would say, well, was that the best use of time? I never get done just mindlessly surfing the internet and think, wow, I'm so glad I invested my time in that. Let's talk about some of the things that we're actually doing online, watching TV and videos and games and social media. What else are we doing? The thing that is in the news so much lately, and I think this is newsworthy, is TikTok. And TikTok is really just one platform for short form media. And so I'm talking about the videos out there that are 30 seconds, a minute, 15 seconds. And we have become habituated, I think, to enjoying those short form videos. Now, there is good content out there. If you go look on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook for people producing faith-oriented content, there is some good stuff there. So it's not all bad, but a lot of it is just the sort of mindless stuff that you can do in 15 or 20 or 30 seconds because that's all the longer anybody's attention span is these days. And so I think that the emergence of that short form video format, it really has even further obliterated our attention span. And we get on and we just sort of mindlessly scroll through it. I think the problem comes in that you never just watch one. You look up and you've spent 45 minutes doing it because you just scroll from one to the next to the next to the next. And and that's sort of the nature of the beast. That is something that we need to take very seriously. Are there concerns regarding the various age groups correlating demographics 
like zero to two years, three to six. How are we looking there with our children? Well, we need to be thinking about it, again, very deliberately. And research shows that the first three years of life, especially, the brain is forming connections at this massive pace. And inserting screens into that really can influence brain development. Know that especially when they're young, that recommendation is zero screen time for zero to two, an hour when they're toddlers, and then through grade school, two hours a day. Talking about specifically the American Pediatric Association doesn't have specific recommendations for kids past elementary school, but again, less is better. And as your kids get into their teen and tween years, we're seeing all kinds of research that correlates with negative mental health outcomes when it comes to social media in particular, increased depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, um, doing poorly in school, short attention spans, that sort of thing. And, And the reason that researchers are beginning to understand perhaps is is creating those correlations is that when you're on social media especially and when we're talking teens and tweens they are creatures of comparison and it's so easy for them to fixate on you know the perfect lives that we want to represent on social media and feel like they're missing out they feel like they don't measure up If they're not invited to things, they can feel socially isolated. So there are a lot of ways in which social media, even though it's supposed to connect us, I think unintentionally can make tweens and teens feel bad about themselves and actually create more isolation. So most experts recommend waiting until high school before you, you know, allow them to have social media. And I think the longer you can wait, the better because of those social media correlations and mental health issues. Yeah, so there's social media and then there's just, you know, screen time of other things, right? Because there are some damaging side effects if we're constantly just monitoring these screens. And it's only getting worse, right? Now there there was the little kitty pads and those were cute. Now there's our laptops. We're Zooming all the time. We've got watches. (laughs) We've got, you know, everything is just, you know, where we're watching and we're looking. What do you say about that, like sleep deprivation? Now we're not exercising, so people are getting heavier. What are some of the other concerns that we want just to bring to the attention? Not, again, like you're saying, we're not bashing anything, but we just want everybody to be aware there's good and there's some things that we should just be cautious about. What are some of those things? We've got sedentary lifestyles and we've got sleep deprivation. And the sleep deprivation comes when you have kids with their phones in the bedroom with them at night not only can they potentially look at things that are harmful, and we haven't even really touched on what people are looking at yet, but, you know, you get a notification at two in the morning from one of their friends that's still up. If that phone buzzes, they're going to get up and they're going to want to look at it. And so one of the things we can do to protect them is just to not have phones in the bedroom at night so they can get that good sleep. Um, Research has also shown that the, what they call blue light, the ultraviolet light that's emitted by screens, it wakes your brain up. It basically makes your brain think it's daytime, it's time to be active, it's time to be engaged. And so shutting off screens an hour before bedtime is what experts recommend to help ensure the best sleep. Those are two significant things that contribute to overall health with regard to teens. And we might think that that little screen that we're looking at is not that big a deal, but it affects us 
biologically. And then there's just the issue of shortened attention spans, right? We get, as I was saying, we get used to needing those little hits of digital candy, if you will. I liken it a little bit to going to a state fair or a carnival or an amusement park. It's fun to get cotton candy every now and then, but you don't want to make a diet of it, right? Mm. And especially short form video is, it's kind of like the digital equivalent of cotton candy. It's fun, but it's not particularly nutritious. For all of those reasons, I think our challenge as parents today is to be intentional and to really set the example of not being on our phones. Because frankly, this is not just a kid or a teen or a tween problem. This is an issue that we all face. And our kids will automatically do what they see us doing. We have to set the tone and set the parameters and and really help our kids learn how to live a life where we're engaged in other things and not just looking to those screens to provide entertainment and engagement constantly. Absolutely. And we probably need to pay attention to our eye health. Another correlation, you know, we're seeing eyesight really kind of go down the drain because we're constantly squinting at these little screens. Yeah. You talked a little bit about that we hadn't touched on what we're actually watching and some of the things that we may be able to monitor, but even some of the gaming things and being able to communicate with people all over the world and, you know, some of that content, the violent content or other things. What advice do you give parents about that? Well, I think that you want to be aware and engaged with what your kids are choosing to do online. And I think keeping computers in public areas helps with that. I think that when we have screens in our rooms and, you know, our kids are locked away and we don't know necessarily what they're looking at, that can be a recipe for trouble, right? Because we don't know what they're engaged with. And when we were growing up, I know that there was the saying moderation in all things. And I actually think that's a principle here that comes into play, you know, setting those time boundaries. And actually when it comes to boundaries, We're talking about how much, we're talking about, you know, when, and we're talking about what. So what are you engaging with for how long and and where are you doing that? So we want to have clear guidelines that protect our kids in all of those areas. And as parents, we have to make judgment calls on, okay, I don't like this. This is out of bounds, but I am going to green light this. Again, we have to deal with reality, but I think being aware of what your kids are doing and how they're engaging online is incredibly important, Michael. And Adam, did you encounter this with your kids? Is that maybe you're walking around your house and you realize as you're speaking, as you're just, you know, maybe in your pajamas, just relaxing. And then you realize that your kid is on video with their friends. So whatever you're saying, however you look like there you are, and then they're going to sleep and their friends is on the other line. You walk into their room and the, somebody's on the the screen sleep. What do we do about that? That's something that we never really had. I don't know if I want to call it the benefit, (laughs) the benefit uh, of of that option. Uh, What what do you do about that? Well, I think that we just have to be clear about what the guidelines are. Like, um, you know, if one of my daughters is talking with one of her female friends and is just on the phone, usually she's looking at you know, they're looking at each other's faces, you know, they're FaceTiming, that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, all all of a sudden, we do have to have a higher level of awareness of of what we're doing. We don't want to wander into the frame, you know, with some 
inappropriate attire on and yet it's at home and it gets <laughs> right. back it gets back to the boundaries thing right of okay what are our expectations as a family how are we using this tool to communicate with other people and just being aware of, of what's happening it is a new thing right you know when we were growing up if you're just on the phone it doesn't matter where you're at or where you're you know what you're wearing but but now <laughs> it might what if somebody's listening to our conversation adam and saying Listen, this is just the way of the world. This really helps me. It, it entertains us. That's why it's here. And there is no way, absolutely no way I can live without any of this. And they really feel like they just yeah. can't do without it. Maybe there's some level of addiction there. How can people be helped when they feel like their world would come to an end if just for a few moments they would be without their screen? Certainly the people who are manufacturing phones and content, they want us to be engaged constantly. And so I think rather than the approach that says it's bad, put it down, don't do that, a shame-based approach, I think we we need to ask ourselves the question, you know, if I got back two hours of that time that I'm investing on screen each day, where would I want to invest that? And even with my teens, that's the approach we have tried to take is not screens are bad, you're on your screen too much, but hey, how can we as a family have a culture of we want to use our time wisely and we want to steward that time and we want to invest that time in ways that are healthy for us and ways that are healthy for our relationship. So, you know, I think that's one thing, that perspective change. And what are we using to fill our hearts and minds? You know, scripture says in Psalm 1611, you have made known to be the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence and eternal pleasures at your right hand. And you, of course, here is God, that God has created us to be filled and he wants to be in relationship with us. So what are we doing to build that relationship? I think for those of us who have that sort of moment, kind of like the prodigal son, where we wake up and we say, wait a minute, this is not where I want to be. If we want to make changes in this area, I think the best thing to do is to set a concrete and specific goal that changes your behavior in one area. So for me, I have tried to say when I come home from work at night, I want to put my phone away from six to eight o'clock. And some days I do that and some days I don't. The goal here is not perfection. I think the goal here is what's the trajectory? What is your intention? And then as we sort of, you know, carve back some of that time that we have ceded to this this habit, we begin to make changes. If you've ever dieted or if you've ever had a budget because you got in debt too much, it's kind of the same thing. You got to look for those baby steps to change your behavior so that over time you get to a different outcome. Adam Hulse, thank you so much for joining me today and for your tips concerning screen time, not only for our children, but for our family. You bet. Thank you, Michael. And thank you for listening. Won't you join me again? I'm your host, Michael Leach, and I am praying that the rest of your day is wonderful. Wonderful.